Welcome back to the Compound Podcast. It's episode 168. Which one is it? Okay. Last week 69. we were here. It was 168. It was, I think we've done three 168s. How many 168s have we done? No, it's 167. 160. It's not 168. It's 169. Hey, should we? I don't know where we had 168. Should we ask the new Tom or should we ask Tom? Can we? Can you text new Tom and ask him what episode this is? Because he would know. He's in Belgium. He doesn't know anything right now. What? He's living yeah, the dream. He's in- He's in Belgium. All he needed was one compound podcast to get him a trip to Belgium, huh? <laughs> We're living the good life. This is episode 169, apparently. Uh, Tom's back. As you can hear, he's uh, screaming into the microphone to assert his dominance because he didn't like the new Tom came uh, and Dakota really liked him. Um, this episode is presented by Parse Rum, as always. I felt bad that you kept calling him New Tom, and I wanted you to call him at least once by his actual name. Yeah, I Alex. Like, I felt bad that Alex him. didn't get any love for his actual name. Yeah. Alex did a great job last week. Thank you. I Alex. kept calling him New Tom, and then Dakota on purpose say, "Yeah, Alex." Yeah, <laughs> because I felt bad. I was like, "All right, like we gotta, we gotta say his name." I thought it was a funny bit. It was, but I felt good bad chop. Yeah, chop. Good chop. I love Parse. You love Parse. Go get your Parse. Finney's at your local store. Ask for it. It's a great time of year to put a little bit of that Parse three-year into a pina colada when you're out by the beach in Belgium, maybe. Maybe go to Belgium. Maybe take it with you. I actually had a buddy down in Austin who was at a restaurant. He takes a, a sip of Parse every... Well, not a sip. He makes himself a Parse drink every time I hit a homer. So like when I hit a homer, he texts me like, Parse, and he makes himself... So he was at a restaurant when I hit a pump the other night and he was like trying to convince the bartender that they need to source parse, which I love. Uh, uh, how about that Homer tying you guys up on the air? I'm waiting. Yeah, I'm coming for you. Well, I'm for waiting what? for Zach to tie you up with his big league homers. And I don't know if I want to take out the minor league ones once he does or not. That's, that's, that's going to be a tough feat. <laughs> oh, come on. Oh, that was one of my notes I wrote down. One of the notes I wrote down is I need an investigation into Miami for yeah, the ball not getting out. It's so deep Criminal. out there. What were the numbers on that? 408. It was like 103 at 30. That's that's tough. I hit one this year there, like 104 and a half at 35, maybe to right center. And it was like, ah. <laughs> it's like <laughs> right at the wall. Dude, it's like it's heavy air in there. Like it's a dome, but like I was absolutely soaked every inning. Like oh, when yeah. you're on the field, like I am, I'm drenched in that. Oh, dome. it's gross in there, yeah. And I mean that swing, like it's loud when you hit, especially like if someone gets one in there, it's like, well, that sounds sick. And like I hit it, and I was like, I mean that's as loud as I've hit a ball in a really long time. And I, I kind of stood up on it. And I was like, I mean that's it's got to be a home run. And then I'm, I'm running, and I see the center fielder who I've played with before, and he's an athletic freak and i'm like oh my god he's sprinting to this ball like it's not a homer and then he jumped he kind of like jumped early but they showed it on the tv like if this is the top of the wall it hit like legitimately like yeah three inches below the top I'm like well come on I mean, i'm not gonna a- say i need you on three on that but i might need you on three on that stop comes back hard off the wall that's the that's the one of the deepest parts of i mean you play in the deepest park in the world but that's one of the deepest parts of any yard in the big leagues right there yeah that, that was that's out there yeah that weekend was unbelievable, though, for Miggy. So, uh, that did look sick when he got, yeah, when he got the base that. hit. So the first game 
uh, we play Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and we know that it's going to be like a crazy weekend. It's Miggy's last time going there. He started his career in Miami like crazy. So the first day where we have BP and usually like when we when we take BP, like not many fans are there like behind home plate. It's not crazy, but there's some and we get there and it's like a playoff game. Like, bro, the whole warning track behind home is absolutely mobbed. And like, I go, I try to go get my bat. I have to like crawl through people. Like I'm at a club, like trying to like dance through people to get to the dugout. Crazy. And then Saturday was Venezuela night. So, I mean, Mickey being from Venezuela, especially, you know, down there, like first they be, he gets a standing O and it was the coolest. They It was the biggest crowd since 2017 i think for them how many Thirty-four thousand, i believe it was probably loud and they were 34 too Bro, and it was yeah it was loud it was like and they don't sell i'm pretty sure they don't sell the top bowl and that whole top bowl for the most part was filled and i mean they had like music playing it was like yeah. it was pretty special and he hits a double was first ab like the place it was it was incredible. He gets taken out. He, I think he walks. No, he gets a base hit. His last AB gets taken out. And I mean, it was, it was special. He do you think, do uh, you think it's because of Venezuela night or because he played for Miami? Cause I was just, I didn't realize this till the other day. He only played like four years in Miami and that was like forever ago. Like, I don't feel like it was that won, long ago. Won a world series there. He, yeah. you know, I mean like true, he, he was the truth when he was there. Uh, I just didn't realize it was that long ago that he was yeah. that he played for that he's played for the Tigers forever. Yeah. I do think there's a huge appreciation for him in the Latin American community just for mm-hmm. how good he's been. One it was like a Mickey, it was a Miggy weekend. Like it was yeah. it was his yeah. weekend down there. And I agree. And he has done I mean, he's comes from I forgot the, the town or the city from Venezuela, but like any game that we go to, people are having flags from Venezuela. Like it's it's special. I mean, he's one of he's one of the best right-handed hitters of all time, and arguably the best player ever from Venezuela. I mean, they've had really really good players, but he's at the top of that list as far as a hitter and as far as like Latin Latin American hitters all time. You know, yeah, he's top he's top of that because he's one of the best right-handed hitters of all time in the game. So, like, it's just he means I know just when all of us have played with guys, whether they're from any Latin American country, right? They look up to Miggy, but the dudes from Venezuela, they worship Miggy. Yeah. Like, he's like a god to them. Like, I always felt that way about, you know, playing with Willie. Like, Willie has such an appreciation for Miggy because he kind of set the stage and came before him and. You know, those those dudes who get to play in the World Baseball Classic team with them, like it's such a big deal. So that that's really, really cool. And that for people who don't know or have never been to a game in Miami, it is a little bit different because and when there's that many people, because they are they're playing music the whole game. There's like legit there's like a, a club in left field the playing club. like yeah. rap music, but then there's yeah. also like sometimes there's legitimate bands, like marching bands or like <laughs> playing like drums and like trumpets and stuff and like right field like in a corner like there's just there's stuff going on the whole game and when there's enough people there it is a pretty crazy atmosphere have you seen his like career numbers i was just looking at miggy's career numbers they're just disgusting dude Dude. so anytime that he comes up at home 
they'll have like, oh, Miggy versus the Giants or whatever, and it hits yeah. like every fucking team is over 300. That's like, what I mean. Like he's got over three thousand hits, five hundred homers. He's hitting three oh seven with a nine oh three OPS on his career. On like, his that'd career. be a great one year hitting three oh seven nine oh three. Bro, like the back end of his career, he's missed a good amount of time. Like on yeah. the NFL, like a few times a year, not playing every day, not hitting third. I mean, like it's crazy. It's crazy what this man has done. And like even now, like. You can obviously you can see age, but like he'll like the other day he hits a ball like 104 down the right field line, just like catches it back here, has this oh, patented yeah. one-handed finish, just drops the bat up there, and he gets on second. And it's just like imagine this guy when he was playing every single day and just getting and like in the MVP race every year. Insane. We're so consistent too. I think I don't know if people talk about that enough. From 04 to 16, he's an all-star every year except two years in there. And the two years that he's not an all-star, he hits, he hits 292, 37 homers, 127 RBIs. That's one of the years he's not an all-star. The other year, he hits 324, 34 homers, 103 ribbies. Those are the two years he's not an all-star in there. Every other year from 04 to 16, he's an all-star. He's, I mean, the, he's just a freak of nature. One <laughs> Every single year, he was just the best offensive player in the league for over a decade. And 04 to 16, he drove in 100 runs every year, except for the one year that he only played 119 games. Like, he's it's just stupid, stupid production. And his career numbers are absolutely absurd. And I think that right now there isn't as an appreciation from probably the fan base right now for how good he was because the game forgets so quickly, but, like, because the last couple of years. But that yeah. dude... Zach, you getting me? Uh, you getting me tickets to his last game, America? Thanks, man. We were talking about Appreciate the other you. day, like I'm pumped. I'm pumped to come and just see it and play against him again. I haven't, you know, it's been a couple of years, and I never, I never got to play against him, like prime, prime. Yeah, you know, eighteen was the first time I played against him. I got to see it. Um, do you guys go there again, or do they go to you guys? We go there. You go there, dude. He and he still gets obviously the biggest, like. The crowd still goes absolutely nuts, and he hates it. Um, like, they basically forced him to have a standing ovation his first A.B. on Saturday. Like, Jacob Stallings was, like, taking his time, and Mickey's like, come on, let's go, let's go. And Stallings is like, not having it, man. Yeah. Here we go. Like, come on. Did it, did his thing, and he was just like, all right, let's go. Come on. He hates it. Can we talk about – he gone. Oh, no. We lost Dakota. But we're going to persevere because the show must go on, right? Yep. And we're going to talk about, well, Dakota figures out his life. We're going to talk about HelloFresh. Falls right around the corner, and HelloFresh is here to help you plan the busy season ahead with tasty dishes delivered to your door. Simply choose your recipes and pick your delivery date, then lay back and enjoy the last days of summer knowing dinner is covered you know what i don't love about that ad is they're already getting rid of summer there's plenty of time left in summer okay there's plenty of time plenty of time left in summer key to dinner time success is variety hello fresh keeps your taste buds on their toes 40 chef crafted recipes to select from every week friends and family to fit and wholesome you'll always find new and exciting recipes to try your love 
Uh, 25% cheaper than takeout and less expensive than grocery shopping too. Just choose your recipes, receive fresh pre-portioned ingredients. The nice thing about the pre-portioned ingredients is they give you a little recipe. You have to use, oh, I have to use a little bit of butter. Oh, I have to use a little bit of, of parsley. Well, you don't have to go to the grocery store and buy a whole thing because they give you just the right amount for the recipe. Huge saver of time. Can I admit something about HelloFresh? <clears throat> yeah, you're back. I made the uh, enchiladas the other day. It's supposed to serve four people, and I ate the entire thing by myself. You know what? That's because you were out there working hard, and, and you it was, deserved that. It was so good. It was delicious. <laughs> it was so good, and I hated myself because it was so much food, but it was delicious. At what point during the enchiladas did you know you were going to eat all the enchiladas? Uh, when there was like, you were like, I'm going to stop. And then you just were like, nah, I'll just keep going. Well, there was like four left, and I was like, I mean, I could have that for lunch tomorrow. I'm like, ah. Yeah, I could probably get them down. I might as well. <laughs> I said, let's power through. HelloFresh.com slash 50 compound. Use code 50 compound for 50% off plus free shipping. 50% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh.com 50 compound. Should we should we go straight to the trade deadline or? Nope. Nope. I had two things. Three things. I had three things before the trade deadline. First thing, the show heyday versus the Tigers versus our go tigers in a doubleheader just yo did it himself ml so like we had that yeah you know, like it's a long day we had a travel day that day and like at the end of the day we got our ass kicked for six straight hours like it was just one of those days it sucked like but the only thing that we could really say was we got show hate mm-hmm. like we got otani bro the guy went out there through a complete game shutout, nine innings. It was hot, 85, humid, sun, like all of it. And then the next game does his thing, you know, like DH in the next day or the next game, two homers. One of the hard, 117 was one of them, hardest ball I've ever seen hit, like homer. And like Comerica, Ian, you know, like right center, Dakota, you know too, like right center, you don't like it's out stand there. Up, like you don't stand up on balls out there. No. And he hit it, and I, I didn't move. And I just looked to see, like, I was like, okay, that's going to be home. And I looked immediately to see how hard it was hit. It was like 116.9. And I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. And then he's running around the bases holding his side because he's cramping. And we're all like, oh, I wonder why he's cramping. Maybe because he just threw 110 pitches about three hours ago or because he's just taking absolute G-hacks. And like, funny, funny how that works. Dude, it's it's absolutely insane. He hit an oppo home or two over the bullpen. Like the guy, he was rounding second on the second homer. And I like remember like just watching him. And I thought to myself, I was like, this is absolutely insane. Like you think to yourself, that's baby Ruth. Yeah, like that's the best player to ever play the game. I will, I think I will go to that extent. Like, this is the best season anybody has ever had in the history of the game. Yeah, it's not. I mean, it's not. Can't be close, right? It's not. I mean, it can't like be close. I mean, in modern baseball history, it's just it's absolutely unreal. Zach, you got to face him. What was it like getting in the box? You got to walk off. I did, yeah, and I just missed fucking hanging slider the first day. B two, Tom. Yeah, Tom. Um, no, but like, so he has you know his slow his slow wind up, and it's kind of it's really hard. Ian, have you faced him? No. It's like it's hard to time because like he'll do his leg kick and then like hold it for a few seconds and then go he has crazy extension 
And then his heater cuts a lot, but he also throws a lot of sweepers and sliders. So the way his heater looks like with how much it cuts, it has almost like a side spin dot on it. So by the time you're like, okay, is this a heater or is it a sweeper because it has a dot on it? Or if is it a cutter? Is it a slider? It's already like, I fouled the first pitch back and I caught it like back here and it fouled it off of like went behind me. And I'm like, I mean, that thing moved this much at 97, 98. And then he's just like, whoop pow, whoop pow, like doesn't fall into any like patterns and his sweeper moves a ridiculous amount. And then he's throwing a splitter and he's still throwing 99 in the eighth inning. And it's just like, what the fuck? Did he strike you out? No. <laughs> no, he can't didn't. Get the, can't Absolutely get the kid. Not. No, Absolutely no not. Chance. I Andy saw Walker. like I, I will say, like, I saw him pretty well. The first AB, I just missed a, um a slider to three me. I think I hit it like 98 at too high of a too high of a launch. Um, and then walked and then first pitch, he got me with like this looking at second base this whole time. And then as soon as the clock hit one, he threw me a sweeper and it was it was like a good pitch to be on go for, and I was just a little out in front, but that's the thing. I Somebody said that they were watching the game. I think one of our pitchers from inside, and they said like every single pitch was just cross, like crossing the strike zone, like in the line every single time. It was either he off the plate dotting. or just or just dotting. You don't love when that happens. No. Um, Ian, how about that? Uh, or actually, not not even Ian. I, I'm gonna we're gonna go to someone that cares a little more. Tom, how about that Talkman robbery to win a game? Tom's favorite player. My only joy, my only complaint was to the camera crew. I wanted to see Ian's reaction to it because they cut away, they cut to the mound, and he was pumping his chest. But I wanted to see how Ian reacted because Talkman was obviously doing his whole flexing the outfield. I, I wanted to see Ian's reaction because I feel like Ian would have just kind of been like sheepishly laughing because I don't know. Ian's not a huge like flexing guy. That's not who he is. No, uh, it, I, it was, I got there being no yeah. chance Ian was flexing. No, I wanted to see. Well, I, I didn't make the catch, so I definitely wasn't flexing. But I did. <laughs> I, uh, I did. I was pretty fired up. I was running over there in case it hit the wall. Something were to happen where the ball hit the wall. Uh, and I could kind of see the whole thing playing out. St. Louis is a nice place in left where you can see the whole play in front of you. and You can kind of see where the ball is going to hit on the wall. Uh, and the ball was carrying very well that night because it was so hot and humid. And so a guy, uh, Gorman, had just hit one kind of right to the base of the wall at like 99 off the bat. And that does not really happen in St. Louis. Usually you have to like get it, get it to get it to even come close in center. Like that's where balls go to die. And so Burleson hit that ball. and It was kind of up there. I think it was like 100 off the bat maybe one one and it was kind of up there and I'm running, I'm going, Oh my God. Oh my God. This might go, this might go. Ah. And then talk goes over the wall. It gets it. And I was like, Oh, fuck. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. And I'm running over there and he's losing his shit. And then I kind of gave him like one, we kind of gave like one little like bump, like a, yeah. And then, uh, and then I just let him have his moment. Yeah. And then I, and then I, there's a picture I think of me behind him smiling as he's like, fired up going back towards the infield but uh that's what it looked like in the video like he like was going nuts and you like kind of like met up with him and then you're like all right I, I, yeah it's your time man you go ahead yeah, yeah you go ahead i go saw low. something was it in 2017 
uh, who's it? Leonis Martin did the same thing. Albert. Oh, Almora did. I think Albert went over the wall and got one in 17 to end the game. Yeah, it, Leonis it was Martin might have. I thought I thought I saw a video of like you the only smart team might have there was a time in the same position like you were just like holy fuck yeah there was a time we did end a game on a home run robbery in st louis before i'm pretty sure um i thought albert went over the wall and got one there um but Leonis Martin might have ended the game on one do you have it was was the Leonis Martin in in 2017 nice zach i just saw i can't take credit for that i saw it on social media Nah, you knew it. You just, my, just ball, just ball knowledge. September 28th? Yes. I think that was after we had clinched, too. I think we clinched. Correct. Like, maybe the day before. And then, so, me and Leonis Martin were playing the next day. And then we won on that. It was kind of like a little extra. That's awesome. Do you want to go to the trade deadline, or would you like to talk about something else? Depends if you want to talk about Michaelis. I mean, I don't have much to say on the subject besides the fact that. Well, we should say what happened. We an intro. Okay. First. Well, would you want me to tell the audience what happened? Do you think they don't know? I'll tell them. Yeah. Uh, so what happened was <laughs> first inning, we're playing the Cardinals. Uh, first first game of the series. And I believe, uh, yeah, I think it was the first. Yeah. Game. And 2 0 count. There's a cutter kind of down and in. And when you get a pitch, when I get a pitch, I have a long backswing as it is. But when I get a pitch in, sometimes I like clear space and and kind of end up with a little bit longer backswing behind me. And then when the catcher comes in to get the ball, especially because up and in's more high and away, down and in's kind of more getting in there. And so what happened was down and away or in and down and in. I took a healthy two hack at it. Backswing whacked Willie in the helmet. Wilson Contreras whacked him in the helmet. I think the helmet compressed and there's those little air slits and one of the air slits got him and and nicked his head. He was bleeding pretty good. Um, felt really bad about it. Obviously, Wilson and I played together for six years. We're good friends. Shared a lot of memories and moments together. A lot of love for him. And so to see him on the ground bleeding was horrible. Um, and you know, we... He's all right. He played two days. Well, he DH the next day. He was actually, can I just say this? This guy, the trainers, he's got blood on, like, he's got blood in his hand. Trainers out there with, like, a towel, like, inspecting. I mean, he had to have gotten stitches or staples or something in his head. The trainer's like, all right, come on. He's like, I, I'm staying in the game. The trainer's like, oh, well, you're gushing blood from your head. And he's like, He's like, no, I'm staying in. Like, you can't take me out of this game. I'm staying in the game. Trainers like legally, we have to take you out of. Yeah, this he's game. like, I don't think it's. I don't think we're allowed. Even if, even if we, I don't think we can. And he's like, I. He was like fighting for not a short amount of time to stay in that game. But he's doing. He's doing all right. He's doing fine. Uh, he's wearing a different catcher's mask right now. Uh, but he caught you know, maybe the last game of the series, or last two of the series. But what happens next is. Uh, two one count. Fastball up and in. Fastball off my butt, and then I get to first. Pitcher's ejected in the first inning because the umpires deemed there was intent. The only that I did see post game, and this is the only thing I agreed with about 
what like anyone on the Cardinals said about it. Mar, I think it was Marmol said after the game, like if it was intent, why didn't he get a warning after the first one? And I did agree with that. I thought the ump should have given him a warning after the first one, but they didn't, which makes sense. But then like after you do it the second time, it's like, yeah, I mean, that was clearly on purpose. Like we got to throw you out. And the yeah, league obviously agreed because he got five games for it. Yeah. I think once they throw somebody out for it, they have to give them something. I don't, and I don't know what the rule book says on it, but it was definitely an interesting way to start the series. And we won that game. I just thought it was crazy. Tom, feel free to chime in. Um, <laughs> I thought it was crazy that he hit you at all because I didn't think it was anything that warranted like retaliation. Like it seemed like a retaliatory thing, and like the only the only people that really didn't like it were the Cardinals broadcast. That's what. Oh, that was insane! What they literally were saying. anybody anybody else is just like, bro. You literally saw that it wasn't on purpose. They hugged, and then their their broadcast was like, "Oh, come on, read the room." Like, <laughs> know the game. Yeah. Like, bro, what? They said the umps were like doing too much, like trying to get involved. Like that's the way baseball's played. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, dude, what? When the when the Cubs scored three runs in that inning, I believe this is what I heard on Twitter that the Chip Carey, the broadcaster, said after one um, umpires and Cubs three Cardinals coming to bat. Oh my god! So they were really fired up. I it was funny, Dakota. You asked me about it. Uh, I was at my parents' house upstate. And I was, it, it was like the number was like one of the top stories on Sports Center. And my mom walked in. She's like, what's going on with Hap? So I had to try to explain the whole situation to her. Yeah. And she's like, why are they mad? And I was like, I don't, I don't really know. Willie and Willie and Ian hugged. It seemed like everyone was fine. The situation was settled. And then, it, you know, I, I, whatever you want to defend your guy, that's fine. But you have to understand if you don't hit him on that first try, that you got one chance at it. That's really. what I'm like. I, yeah. I listen. I understand like old baseball. It's different now, and like I, I agree. Like there's some things that like aren't played the same way. Like I've talked about it before. Us as infielders, like we are so protected when it comes to a double play, like everything. But like you said, Dakota, if you don't get more than one shot, like that's... if you throw at him, you miss. I'm sorry. Like that's on you, and especially if it's up and in too. Mm. Like, you know and. I just don't think that that warranted – like, if you keep doing it, if it happened three times and they're like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Hey. That's what – Maybe throw at him. But if it happened once and, like, Ian, I don't think that's happened a bunch to you. Not that I – No, not that I've – that we've seen. Hmm. Like, um, if, you have a, if you have a history of it, like, all right, let's send a message. But, but I agree. I'm I'm a firm believer in like if you're gonna do something, which this didn't even warrant anything in the first place. But if you are gonna do anything, you get one shot. Yeah. And if you miss that shot, it's like that's it. The other thing you is I, going up and in is obviously. Yeah. And I and I don't think he meant to because he recorrected with the next one. You know, hit him right in the butt. But it was like you just I I don't feel like anyone else in the entire stadium was like mad other than the announcers and Nicholas <laughs> because everyone else was like what like why are you hitting him like he didn't he didn't try to hit Willie in the head and then like, ultimately what does that do for the Cardinals they're a team that's scuttling right now they lose Miklas out in the first inning Cubs score three runs they go on to win the game like and it's over what it's over an accident you right. just lost your starting pitcher over an accident I mean that's you know this obviously we've talked about how the infielders are more protected and the game's changing I think it's probably for the best I think baseball policing itself was always a dangerous thing 
And I think this is probably a better strategy, but I'm fine. If you want to take your shot, take your one shot. You missed it. You got to move on. Yeah. And they didn't, they, that's it. It's, they didn't hit on the one shot. Can I ask and, one question really quick? Oh yeah. I have one last what, thing too about this. Mine's a little different when all of, when, you know, you see these old clips of guys getting taken out halfway down the line on, uh, on double plays and just like football tackled in the middle of, of the I baseline. Yeah. And then guys like I'm going to drag bunt so the pitcher can pick it up so I can kill him. Did, <laughs> did, did anyone get hurt? I never am like, he dislocated his sh- shoulder and his collarbone is touching his ear. Like I never have seen like, are these guys getting hurt or were they just made of, I they're, they're doing form tackles in the base in the base path. <laughs> No one was getting hurt when this was happening. Like these guys get up off the field and run off the field. They were just, were they just taking so many drugs? Bleeding from the mouth and they're just jogging off the field. Like they're fine. <laughs> What's going on? It's mayhem. That would, mayhem. I, could you imagine if that was today? Like you, you slide into second and like you're, you're putting your cleats into Zach's ankle. Being like, and, you're not sorry, trying man. to. Sorry, man. Part of the game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I'm I'm gushing from my groin. Can you get <laughs> can I get a band-aid? Just lower it and not even sliding. I'm just lowering a shoulder right through it. Yeah. And then you're just checking. Hey man, you're all right. Good. All right. I gotta go. You good? Okay. Uh Ian, my last question, or I, I don't know if it's happened to Zach, but like, is it a terrible feeling like walking into the box, being like, especially after the first one was up and in, being like, he's trying to hit me. Like, and then you're just standing there like, uh. That's the, second time I, that's the second time I've been hit on purpose. Um, Wasn't your first one like your rookie year? Yeah, my first year. <laughs> that was that was Lackey's fault, though. Uh, Lackey, hit, Lackey hit four or five White Sox players, including Jose Abreu, twice. And then I came up the next inning. They said, we're going to send a message to him. <laughs> it, was this, it was this righty who wasn't afraid of a fight, and he threw... The first one, like ninety four, right in there, and I, I I didn't know this. I didn't I didn't even think through it. Like the first one was in there, and I just went got out of the way, and then I went, oh shit, he's trying <laughs> to hit me. He's gonna hit me. And so the next one, I was like, uh, I, same. He hit me kind of right in the thigh. Um, ninety five. He got one more mile an hour, which is nice. And I had an absolute welt, but I got to first and Hi, uh, Brandon Hyde was our bench coach at the time. And Hyder, as soon as I get down there, you know, Hyder's in my ear where you're running first pitch. And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, you're running first pitch. I guess that's like what you do. And I'm like, okay, okay, coach. And so I get out there and I, ah, I slide in the second. Everyone in the dugout's like, yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah, yeah, baby. <laughs> okay. I, I haven't been hit like intentionally but there's been a few times where i've walked up and i'm like i think i could catch one in the numbers here like if it's like for a homer i hit before or like just wrong place wrong time leading off an inning after one of their guys gets hit and i'm just like tying the elbow guard a little bit higher or a little bit tighter like making sure my helmet's on all good i'm like all right like but that first pitch if you don't know if it's coming at you or not is like you're so uneasy in there it's it's like you're oh, on yeah. your heels you're like falling back I mean, the last thing you want to do is, the last thing you want to do is like get ready to hit, and like commit to something, and then like have because then you really can't get out of the way. So right. like, if you think it might happen, it's just like, um. But John Lackey did have a 
a very nice bottle of wine and Proby won Zimmer Locker the next day for that. So that was a that was a nice result. Hey man, that's, that's on me. Sorry about that. <laughs> before before we move on to the deadline, can I talk about something? Can I talk about a uh, little Bruce Ball? Oh yeah. High batting gloves. Lars Newpar's batting gloves. Harrison Bader's batting gloves, Bruce Bolt batting gloves. BruceBolt.us for the best batting gloves in the game. I've actually seen some guys trying them out in our clubhouse. Uh, a friend of the pod who hasn't been on yet, uh, Say Suzuki, was actually trying some Bruce Bolt, which I thought was interesting, who he got from Lars Newpar because Lars played for Team Japan, their boys, right. even though Say wasn't on Team Japan. They're, uh, they're buddies, and they text, and uh, they were talking batting gloves. Made of super light. Oh, I'm actually going to talk about the shorts now. I just went on a little bit of a roll in the batting gloves, but I'm going to talk about the shorts because they're made of super light four-way stretch material. They're perfect for BP, working out at the gym, wearing them to school, or just hanging out. Basically, Lululemon Viore type quality, but made for athletes. Five inches, seven inches. Dakota wears the five. I wear the seven. Bingo. Built in boxer briefs uh, and a bunch of colors. Black, gray, red. All kinds of stuff. Go buy yours, BruceBolt.us. BruceBolt.us, best gear in the game. Ian, um, are you a little threatened by Lars Newtbar texting Saya? Yes. Coming for your friend? I'm going to be very <laughs> honest about it. Uh, we're sitting in the cage, and he's wearing Bruce Bolts in the cage. And I go, where'd you get Where'd you get those? I would give you some. Where'd you get those? He goes, Lars. And I go, what? He went to the another team. Are we talking is. <laughs> and then that break your heart a little bit uh, oh broke one and then i go I go wait you guys friends he goes yeah we're friends we text and I go you don't text me man <laughs> okay you're not texting me asking me stuff what's going on you're texting him talking hidden talking batting gloves i'm not getting texts i text this guy in the off season can't get an answer because he didn't have he's, his American he's hanging out, phone. He's hanging out with Lars. He didn't have his American phone turned on. Okay. All off season. I'm going, Lars probably has your Japanese number, man. This is ridiculous. I was, I'm still hurt, as you can tell. A little shook up. You're a little shook yeah, up about it. I couldn't, I couldn't believe that. I've been trying to, been trying to be his best friend since he got here. And fucking Lars breaks in. Now they're boys. <laughs> ridiculous. It's tough. Tough out here. Can we talk about the deadline? Uh, we're in St. Louis. Can I just say this one really quick thing? We're in St. Louis. I was uh, sitting on Sunday, but getting ready to come in the game to pinch hit. And as the game progresses, St. Louis keeps trading right-handed pitchers. So I'm like getting ready. And like with our lineup, the way it was set up, because a lefty started there probably wasn't going to be a spot for me to pinch hit right-handed. So I'm like getting ready to pinch hit lefty against the righty. So I'm like, all right, there's uh Gallegos comes in and I'm like, maybe, but it's too early. And then uh, I'm like, all right, Stratton and Hicks are both like guys I would come in for like six inning Hicks gets traded. I'm like, all right, not coming in for Hicks. And then like the eighth inning, um, they're trying to stretch out, Somebody threw two. I can't remember which righty threw two, but they were trying to get um, uh, more innings out of him. And then I'm going, all right, Stratton's going to close this thing out. (laughs) 
eighth inning Stratton gets traded. And then Joe, so Jojo uh, Romero finishes it. And it's like during the game, they're just trading away their bullpen. That was, I think that was the first time in game. I'm like watching guys get dealt from the opposite team's pen. Were they player by player? Did they walk across the field when they got traded? I didn't know they got traded during the game. No, I don't think so. Got it. That'd be kind of hilarious if they just left the bullpen. Like, we, I mean, yeah, there's we, other I mean, ways we heard around, about it. But from... like, what if they like just had to walk all the way across the field? Dude, I yeah, just saw. We, we heard about ahead. it on TV. We didn't like see it happen. I just saw a clip. Um, Austin Jackson, when he was on the Tigers years ago, got pulled out in the seventh inning of a game in the middle of an at bat. He was playing center field. Rajay Davis goes out for him. Literally, like a two-one count. Oh my god! Takes him out. Yeah, because you can't. Right. You know, you can't risk it. Like they run for a ball, dive. Break Except when Puig, when Puig was in the middle of a fight when he got traded, yeah, he doesn't even run the roster anymore. Um, well, the Mets the other day they had they had Robertson up, but uh, in the eighth inning, and then they had a, like an hour and a half rain delay. They come out. Brooks Raley's now going to pitch the ninth. Everyone, my dad, the tournament, he's like, "What happened to Robertson? That's weird." Five minutes later, Robertson to the Marlins. Yeah, and on your trade deadline days, do you guys just kind of like sit around in the clubhouse, or is it just like? Because like last year was my huh? It's today, right? Yeah. 6 p.m. I remember last year Eastern. Um, Ian's nervous. So on the 21 deadline, it was a lot of oh yeah, that was a sell. It was a lot of sitting around because we knew it was gonna happen and Riz got traded before we left, and then we flew to we flew to DC. So Riz was the first one to get traded and he got moved before the team left. And then we left, and then guys got traded the next day. And that was a lot of, like, this is going to be really sad and kind of a late show up. I don't think we took BP. It was just kind of, like, and it was really emotional because that was, like, the years of playing with those dudes and, like, the Cubs as we knew it changed very quickly. So that was, like, a really emotional one. 22... That I was involved in, at least rumored to be involved in. So, and we had an off day the day before, which was the worst off day of my career. And I was just on my phone, just like every 30 seconds, just nothing. And Nico and I went to see a movie, and I'm usually pretty good at not checking my phone during the movies. I had it in my lap, and every three minutes, I would just check. There's not traded. Same thing, late show up, didn't take BP that day and just kind of waited until Rossi had finally at like a minute before the deadline said you're not getting traded. Ian, when you're involved in that, what do you, how are you like, are you calling your agent? Are you just looking at Twitter? What are you doing to try to definitely talking to your agent to hear if they've heard anything? But like, honestly, at that point, it's all rumors. And the other thing is like, I don't think GMs have time to call agents. Cause they're just calling each other. So, you know, there's stuff like in free agency or in, if you're talking about an extension or the draft, like, yeah, your agent's super involved and they keep getting calls and back and forth and everything. But like the deadline, nobody's like calling your agent to go like, Hey man, we just had a call with the blue Jays and we're thinking about it, but we don't know. It's like, we'll let you know when it happens. And unless there's like a really good relationship with an assistant GM or somebody that's in there that can fire quick text and just say, Hey, this is possible. Like we didn't have really much information at all. So it was like, um, they don't really know what you hear rumors, but you don't really know what's happening. Um, and so it's just a lot of refreshing Twitter and for no reason and freaking out. What was the movie you saw last year? Do you remember Thor? 
Thor Love and Thunder. Love and Thunder. Good movie. Love and Thunder. Me and Nico at a random theater in the burbs of St. Louis. <laughs> yeah. Today today should be interesting with us because we have, you know, we have some bullpen pieces. We have Eduardo Rodriguez, Lorenzo. Eduardo Lorenzo. Do you think and, that the Tigers would trade Lang or Foles? Dude, I've I've like thought about this, but both of them, they're so young. They're so control uh, controllable. And like Foles is having an absolutely unbelievable year. Lang had an absolutely unbelievable start. He has like 15 or 20 saves right now. Like, you know, like their ceiling is so high. And for a team that, you know, is I don't want to say, you know, like next year is like a window for for us to be pretty competitive, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's like those are two staples to our bullpen right now. And it's like, okay, do you do you risk trading them for for guys down the road? Or do you hold on to them and then just hopefully make some moves in the offseason? It's weird. Like, I think you have to do your due diligence on them. Like, if somebody calls with a with an offer that is out of this world, you know, I think yeah, you have to entertain yeah. it, right? Like, what did Theo said years ago? He was like, I will trade a prospect for, you know, anybody. I mean, they're not prospects, but it's just kind of Scott Harris came from the Cubs. He, he has well, I that. think. I think the example is like last year we were setting up to be good the following seasons. Right. But we dealt Efros at the deadline because somebody needed him and, you know, he was young, he was controllable, but, and really, really good, but they felt like a starting pitcher fit better into what they were doing. And like, I don't think that that's out because relief, there's so much volatility in relief pitchers. And I think that that's, something at GMC and they're so valuable in the, in the moment. So sometimes not afraid to trade them, but those guys have been unbelievable. It would really yeah, help and like they're, they're learning to throw in big situations. Like both of them are throwing leverage like yeah. 100% of the time. So like they've had some big games under their belt and it's like, it's only going to get bigger for them. So like, okay, maybe this year they just keep doing this. And then next year when it comes, comes down to some really big games, they're like, Oh, been here. This is a terrible question. And I don't know the answer to it. Who was the lefty closer in Tigers head last year? Soto, Gregory Soto. Where is he now? The Phillies. Philly. Oh, okay. I don't know why I just thought of him and I was like, yeah, where'd that guy go? Yeah. John Heyman, by the way, reporting right now, the Dodgers are in hot pursuit of Eduardo Rodriguez. And they've also been discussing Verlander. Do you see like the Padres were in on Eduardo Rodriguez and Justin Verlander? I'm like, Padres are nuts. They don't care. Yeah. They're going to buy Dude. everybody. You said ah. Dodgers, right, Tom? Yes, the Padres yeah. are, by the way, 0-10 in extra inning games this year. I just saw, I saw that. 52-55, and 55, but 0-10 in extra inning games. That's crazy. Um, Ian, Cubbies made a couple moves. Cubbies made a couple moves, um, which we should talk about. Candy? Candy? Uh, the Candy Man. Jammer Candelario. So, Candy and I played together in 17. Mm-hmm. Triple ball, we were together. Uh, both got called up at the same time. And we played that half of the year together in the big leagues in Detroit. And uh, then he gets moved for, he gets moved with Paredes and maybe somebody else for Justin, too. Justin Wilson and Alex Avila. High compliment because Al Avila, the GM of the Tigers, traded his son for Candy. So that's like the highest compliment you can get. Obviously, Candy goes there. And then has uh, a 
you know, good career there and then goes to DC and was raking. And no, he's crushed right-handed pitching. We really need that. Dude, he's been somebody who's hit like he's last hit, year. Like last year, he didn't. Um, I think just a change of scenery was huge for him. But like the year before in 21, I think he had close, I think he had 48 doubles or 45 doubles. Like, and if you play in a normal park, like that's those turn into homers. Yeah. You know? And like yeah. he's he's always hit, man. He's always hit. It's great. And he has the ability to play first and third. Uh, obviously, he's a good third baseman. Um, I think he's going to play first first tonight in the first action. Um, switch hitter, been been really good. And I, it's going to be great. He's going to fit in right in the middle of our lineup. Probably hits – I think he might hit, be hitting five tonight, and then we'll see where what they do versus lefties and righties and how that shakes. But valuable for us. And then we got a side armor from Kansas City. You face that guy? From New York. Yeah, face him a bunch. Face him in AAA. He would always come in. Yeah, we always joke like he always faces Javi. Like always comes in. He's good, man. Like he's funky. Um, those firm. He has a crazy story. I remember reading. You know about where him. I faced him? He was playing third base for the Maryland Terrapins. Really? He was drafted as an infielder. Wow. Yeah, I think uh, I think our pitching our pitching department um, will be yeah they're going to be that one and excited yeah. to work on his stuff. Like ninety four, ninety five from down there. Yeah, that's yeah, he's gross. Yeah. Um, you know what I want to talk about real quick? ERC, ERC, employee retention credits, government tax incentive that helps small businesses like Connect Grocers and thousands of others in the Midwest get back up to $26,000 per employee for overpayment of payroll taxes during the pandemic. If you're a business owner with five to 500 W-2 employees who continued to pay taxes and employ staff during the pandemic, Recover the payroll taxes you overpaid. ERC, ERC. Omega was recently named the number one best ERC company for getting your ERC funds uh, by Merchant Maverick. Even if you got a PPP loan, don't worry about it. There's still time to find out if you qualify and file your claim. Call 800-643-CUBS or visit smallbizcashback.com slash cubs, smallbizcashback dot cubs.com slash cubs for a free consultation erc erc today will be a pretty crazy day with trade deadline uh it's going to be interesting to see who adds who subtracts um it's always an interesting time of year because when you're playing contenders down the stretch you're like god damn it these guys got like four new players that are really good yeah. and if you're playing if you're playing somebody who's selling down the stretch you're like thank god they got rid of like those dudes it's great uh i think the cubbies are probably going to do something else uh Oops, we got an inside hours. source there inside source Ian haps his cubbies will make another move i was running around yesterday trying to figure out if we actually got candy like this <laughs> uh i loved the uh i love the angels moves dude that's so giolito cool for them to like and gritchick and uh crone so last last time we talked, we talked about them possibly selling Otani. They said, "Fuck that, we're going said, the other way." And I love we're it. going all in. I've heard I've heard of like both sides of this, and it's like you could have revamped your your minor league system. Totally, totally agree. But if you trade him, a you're out of the sweepstakes to re-sign him. Which again, you might not even be in there now. But I mean, their lineup. I mean, again, they beat the shit out of us for six hours the other day. Trout's not playing. They add a few more bats and they add a few more bullpen guys. Like you just never, you never know. <laughs> I like going for it. 
Yeah, why I not? I love it. They're only He's three not- out. Three games back. Yeah. Might as well. And the best player in the world and the second best player in the world is going to be coming back at some point. How about the fires? I mean, they're well, they don't want to use the word fire sale. They just happen to be selling every player on their team. Well, here's the thing. Sale. Here's the thing that you have to think about with them. They're paying so much in luxury tax penalties. There's a 90% tax on every dollar that they're paying over the cap. So and that's like $100 million over the cap. So basically for the $100 million they're over, they're paying an extra 90 on top of that. So like if you look at Verlander's contract or Scherzer's, they're paying him $40 million bucks, 42 I think it is. So his 42 essentially becomes like 70 So even if they pay down the number, just to get his half of that off is like double. So – them shedding salary is actually clearing space for them to go do more next year. And it's actually double beneficial, even if they just get half of it off the books, that it isn't like money, you know, times 90% on top of it. So that's kind of why, you know, it looks like they're paying down the salary and it's kind of crazy, but they're essentially paying for prospects and they have the ability to do that because of their payroll and so, you know, they're saying, yeah, take the guy, we'll pay down some of the number, but it helps them and they get prospects. So it's an interesting thing. I don't, you know, I'm not, I think they will be right back into buyer mode and competing next year. Um, but an interesting way to do it. Maybe it's just me, but the team I feel like I don't hear enough about is Rangers and they have their rotation is disgusting disgusting and they swang it i mean they're so bang it bro oh bang arguably the best team no 100 percent. their lineup but i'm saying like they went and got scherzer and they already had like martin perez uh avaldi he's hurt right now Degrom's hurt right now but like they went and got another pitcher john gray's there like that's gross what was the other arm they got uh Get another starter. Tom, who was it? I'm looking. Clean it up. It was Montgomery. And Montgomery. Jordan Montgomery. Boom. Jordan Montgomery. Chris Stratton. Former Yankee. And Chris Stratton. Tom, 60 Montgomery. seconds on the Yankees. Ready to go. I decline. They're Good. done. Season's over. 60 seconds. Go. Season's over. Uh, Really tough series in Baltimore. I was able to watch almost all the games this weekend for like start to finish, which I normally don't get to do. Uh, I'm hoping, honestly, that they move on from Bader and IKF. Those are two guys on expiring contracts. Uh, I want them to sell. I I saw Jake say this, that it it would be a mistake to stay pat. Either they need to add something or they need to sell. I hope they sell because this is is not a championship team. Uh, I'll say this, and Ian, cover your ears. Anthony Rizzo is don't do it really bad. I'm not putting it out there. Nope. 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 We're not going to talk about that. We're not going to talk about that. Okay. I ask you a question really quick. (laughs) I was asking you a really quick question. My really quick question is, uh, you got notifications on by the way. (laughs) Julie texted me. Uh, if they, if they hold Pat and say that adding the guys that are injured is like deadline acquisitions, how mad will you be? They're going to do that. They always do that. Of course they do that. Rizzo hitting 168, by the way. Nope, nope, we're not going to talk about that. (laughs) We're going to talk about that. Uh, We're going to go. We're going to move on, and we're going to do screen time. Real real quick. quick. We're going to do screen time presented by Sloan. Ian, hang on. One thing. I like what Tom said. I 
because I asked Ian if he thought the Cubs would be buyers or sellers. I don't think a team, any team in the league, like I don't think you can just like do nothing. Like I think you either have to sell your expiring contracts and get something in return or you have to go get players. Like I don't understand doing nothing. Like that just means you wasted a whole year. I saw a tweet and they said like, this is exactly what candy was signed for. And it's great. Like great for both parties. Like hundred percent. He he has one year contract. Like they don't have the window to win right now. All good. Like, Hey, we're going to sign you to trade you played well enough for trade. All good for both parts. That's rich Hill. And that's rich Hill in Pittsburgh right now too. Like they signed him and it's like, we signed you to trade you at the deadline. Yeah. And we did it last year and we had a bunch of, whether it was Gibbons or Robertson or, you know, we had one year contracts with guys and if it worked perfectly, you know, we had a chance to compete, mm-hmm. uh, but you set yourself up to get some prospects back in return. And like, you know, as much as it stinks for the fan base that they only get to see half a year and then it's kind of washed, like that is not a bad way to do it as you're trying to get back to a place where you feel like the organization can go compete year after year. Um, yeah, but I agree with do- Tom in that. You can't just I, do nothing. I also agree. You have to make a decision. Yeah. I think because they are still, and Tom, maybe you're going to be mad at me because they are whatever it is, five or six games over 500, and they do have some guys coming back, and they are the New York Yankees. I think they should go try to get a couple pieces. And, you know, and maybe that's a buy-sell situation where you say, you know, here are these guys on expiring contracts. Let's just see if we can get rid of them and then, you know, add – in other smaller ways with some other prospects that I I just feel like every team has to have the ability to go into their prospect depth and go like, I think we know something about this guy that other teams don't, and he's overvalued. Let's just get it and then get some major league talent. By the way, we have to do Sloan screens. Number of Yankees right now that are having OPS above 100 OPS plus of above 100 other than Aaron judge and the entire team. One, Glaber Torres at 106. Nobody else in that team is currently an above average major league hitter, which kind of explains everything about the Yankees right now. Sorry to your friend. Loans the world's leading manufacturer of uh, commercial plumbing systems companies at the forefront of the green building movement and provide smart, sustainable and hygienic restroom solutions by manufacturing water efficient products, including flush meters, faucet sink systems, soap dispensers and fixtures for commercial, industrial and institutional markets worldwide. To learn more, visit Sloan.com. Tom loves the Yanks. He's wearing the hat today because he supports the team. What are your screen times? 455. That's even with a bus trip to 455. That's pretty good. Mine mine was an off day yesterday where I did not really leave my hotel room. Don't want to hear about it. 636 for Zach. That is a 636 for Zach. Tom, I stayed Tom, up until 2 in the morning. Two doesn't count. Tom beat Tom, him. Tom, 538 is a good day for you. You crushed Zach. I was at uh, 353 uh, presented by Sun. I don't know if you guys can see my bars, but the consistency of Sunday and Monday, that's just consistent screen time right there that was uh that is those are within a minute dakota screen time nfl sundays are coming quickly oh that's what uh, i was gonna say in the beginning of the show when ian said like summer's still going i go falls right around the corner baby you know what's crazy you know what's crazy about that is i feel like we still have a lot of summer to go but kids are going back to school in like a week or two college starts a lot sooner now yeah and College football is like a month away, three weeks. It's pretty close. We're, I think I'm getting in. I think I'm getting in on the fantasy league this year, boys. 
you're going to need our help. We'll we'll talk. We'll talk. We'll help you out. Episode 169 of the Compound <laughs> Podcast could be 68, could be 69. We don't know because Tom doesn't get for the sure. episodes right. 169 of the Compound Podcast presented by Parse Around. Go to Get your Parse. Make a pina colada. We'll see you next week.